tell me, what exactly is rabbit viral hemorrhagic disease and how did it make its way into South Africa? Okay, so easy answer on RVIT is it is a disease that has been prevalent internationally since the early 80s. Basically what it does is it kills rabbits. It's been laboratory altered to make its effect even better and that, that's been used extensively in Australia to help them with the issues they have with their wild feral rabbit populations. The unfortunate thing is that it is now prevalent throughout the world. So what, what RVHD does is it, it, it attacks the internal organs of the rabbit, concentrating most on the liver, the heart, and the kidney, creates hemorrhaging, and that creates the death of the rabbit. Where in the country has it been reported? The initial reporting started July, August last year. That was done in the, in the, the Greater Cape province. Following that, there's been reports pretty much all over. The only province currently where there are no confirmed reports is KZN. What is the cause for the rapid spread in South Africa at the moment? The major contributing factors is the fact that there are so many infection vectors associated with RVHD. Important to note that RVHD only affects rabbits, so there's no zoonosis to other species or humans. However, all the other species and humans become vectors, and that, that is because the virus itself has an extreme long period of out-of-host viability. So it can survive out-of-host for up to 110 days. One of, the, one of the biggest causes of the spread currently is the lack of knowledge and awareness of the general public. I'll use a simple example. People are walking through the, through the felt during a hike. They see uh, an abandoned feral rabbit kit on their pathway. They pick it up and they take it home with them. That is a potential infection vector. Driving through the bush or driving across a, a, an area where there was an infected rabbit gets onto your tires. You drive it into your property. That's another infection vector. Your birds of prey who have been eating carcasses of infected rabbits flying around, there's another infection vector. So the infection vectors are so numerous, and on, on the back of the variety of infection vectors, we're calling on everybody to not transport rabbits at this point in time, specifically in and out of defined hotspot areas and across provincial borders. And then can you expand more on what the symptoms look like? That's a very difficult one to to answer, and the reason for that is that only about 5% of rabbits actually show symptoms. The balance of them are perfectly fine, and an hour later, they're dead. Most, most notable symptoms are loss of appetite and increasing temperature. Those are the two most noticeable symptoms. However, rabbits being prey animals don't generally tend to express the feelings that they're not feeling well. So it's very, very difficult to look at symptoms uh, pre-mortem. 90% of the time, you only discover your symptoms post-mortem on autopsy. Um, is there any treatment available? Unfortunately, there's no treatment for RVHD. It's a killer and there's no, there's no viable treatment through all the research that's been done from the 80s up until now as an effective treatment for RVHD once the rabbit is infected. Um, there, there is, however, a vaccine available, and we are working at getting a cheaper vaccine into the country as a preventative. Um, it's not a, a vaccine that creates immunity. It's, 
merely assist a rabbit in recovering once they have been affected. The issue around the vaccine currently in South Africa is that for 90% of breeders and owners, it is cost prohibitive. Pricing is anything from 500 rand to 1,200 rand per treatment per rabbit. Um, what will happen if the outbreak is not curbed? So there's a, there's a variety of impacts if, if this outbreak is not curbed effectively. First and foremost of those is the damage to the indigenous, indigenous rabbit population in South Africa, the riverine rabbit, and there's a host of others that have the serious potential of being absolutely eradicated, which will then obviously have a serious knock-on effect to the various ecosystems where these rabbits are found. Obviously, it has an effect on prey animals, and so you're not going to affect on the ecosystem. On the, on the ecosystem. Your next point of, of relevance with regard to slowing down the spread of the virus is the impact on commercial breeders, rabbit keepers, pet owners, etc., etc., etc. The rabbit industry is not a large contributor to the economy in South Africa, but it, is a, but it is a defined growing sector. And there are numerous people, breeders, who rely on rabbits as an income. So with, by not looking at curbing this and putting preventative measures in place, we are effectively having a huge impact on people's individual income. As an association, what challenges have you encountered thus far while trying to make the public and the government aware of the spread? So the single biggest challenge has been communication from government down to us and to the general public when there is when there is a defined outbreak or a positive case in a particular area. That has been our single biggest challenge to get awareness out to people, specifically to breeders and owners of rabbits. Uh, we we have been and are still in discussion with provincial and national veterinary services to seek assistance from them with regards to transfer of information. We are also working closely with role players in the industry to bring in an additional vaccine at a better price to make it more affordable for the general public. So what should people do or not do when they notice the loss of appetite in the rabbit? First and foremost, what I would suggest immediately is to isolate that particular animal from the balance of any other rabbits that you might have on your property. Secondly, seek veterinary assistance. Absolutely seek veterinary assistance. You know, there's lots of keyboard vets all around the planet that seek professional veterinary assistance. If there is a mortality, so if the rabbit does die, the, the absolute first thing to do is to contact the state vet for your particular area. Um, make them aware of the fact that there has been an, un, an unknown mortality. Let them come out, let them do the necessary investigations, and then it can be reported to the relevant structure so that we can see exactly where that, the hotspot areas are. On top of that, it is an extremely strong recommendation at this point in time that rabbits and rabbit owners isolate their animals, put strict biosecurity measures into place, and as far as possible, do not, in their own person, go and visit other rabbit keepers or petting zoos or pet shops where there are rabbits because the chances of transmission are then heightened. On top of that, if they pop onto the Gauteng Rabbit Breeders Association website, 
there's a link to a RVHD Facebook page that we have established with a host of information there. On that page, there's also a link to a mapping that we have instituted, which shows exactly where all the reports currently sent in are happening. And those areas can be defined as hotspot zones. So in and out of those areas, it is a definite no. And is there anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, for, for us, the most important thing as we stand at the moment is to get as much awareness out into the public space as is humanly possible. The, the general public has the eyes and ears. They do hikes over weekends. They're in their vehicles driving on country roads, etc., etc. They The guys go running, they ride bicycles. And if they see something untoward, it's to report. The, the only way that we are, are really going to be able to see exactly what the effect of RVHD is, is to know exactly where everything is happening. And by creating public, public awareness around not moving rabbits around and not transporting potentially sick animals out of an area into another area, we're hoping to curb the spread from what it is spreading at the moment.